Palace Audio. Citizens arrest. Yeah, let's go. You hear that? That's a donut, baby. The cops brought donuts. Yeah, they did. This did you guys eat some? I had one. Somebody licked. I this haven't one. had one yet, but yeah, I'm go debating for it. it. Yeah. Are you still drinking Mountain Dew in the morning? Um, Mountain Dew, Mellow Yellow, anything that's caffeinated, really. Wow, all the sugary stuff, huh? <laughs> Monster Energy. Is that how you keep your rock star? Dang it. Do that. Maybe we should we, try that. We keep telling him he needs to drink more water. Yeah, I got I got a new f- water flavored mix that I'm going to try today. It's got a little bit of caffeine, but it's supposed to be better for you than uh, good some of the Sick. other other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's the fair been treating you guys? Uh, you know, thankfully the fair is not our jurisdiction. Although we have been assisting the Pennington County Sheriff's Office, we've uh, sent some officers over there to help bolster their numbers. So, yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. We saw that you got sprayed with the fire hose on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know those firefighters in their hoses. Right. Well, so I I figured it was about time that all my firefighter jokes finally caught up to me. And uh, <laughs> so they, they staged an interview. They worked with the media, collaborated with the media to uh, Fake news. set me up with, a, with an interview. And then immediately after the interview started, I knew something was was up. And then all of a sudden, I got <laughs> that was at a sprinkler party, wasn't that it? Was yeah, a I sprinkler party sprayed with the hose. Oh, yeah. yeah, we had people. What's all a over sprinkler the place. party? Yes. Yeah, so it's been a warm summer. Obviously, there are some neighborhoods that might not have the ability or means to have air conditioning, and so we've been going around to different neighborhoods doing these pop-up sprinkler parties what? with our partners at the at the fire department so Sweet. how did i not know about this yeah i, I mean it's we've done a couple so far <clears throat> we did one up at uh, the nola departments yeah. uh, and then we also did one over at star village and so the That's deal awesome. is <clears throat> yeah the deal is is that we put out the the call to the neighborhood kids and let them know we're coming and the fire department brings their their fire truck for the water and we bring uh, treats and snacks and everything, and yeah. we just have a we just have a, a big pop up sprinkler party. That is really cool. I was cool. kind of disappointed because Brandon didn't show up and like <laughs> well, we some live entertainment or something. I don't know. I would have brought my waterproof guitar and came down and sang. Well, uh, <laughs> you guys didn't even tell us. Yeah, we'll let you know next time. Yeah, we'd love to be yeah. there. If you want to play DJ for us, like yeah, oh, yeah. pop out some tunes. Come spin some records. Or get run, wet. Run through some sprinklers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Slip and slide maybe out there too. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. It's a it's a great time. <laughs> Uh, we'll even let you have some popsicles too. Oh, oh. that's all you had to say. I just want the red mm-hmm. one. <laughs> What's well, good? So, can we talk about the shootings? Yeah, which ones? <laughs> yeah, are they also okay? Let's start like this. There's been some shootings in Rapid City, which has been unfortunate because we don't usually see crime like that, especially that close together. Mm-hmm. So, it, all in one, were they all related? New. Was it separate things? It's just what's well, so? What is so? It? There were two that were potentially re- related through a single person of interest. The first one, well, one of them was a, a shooting that took place uh, over in, in the area of Greenway and Anamosa, mm. where we located a juvenile male that had an obvious gunshot wound laying in the street. So we got him the the medical attention he needed. During the course of that investigation, we identified a person of interest put his, his picture out there. It's 17-year-old uh, Robert Yellowbird. And then uh, a few days later, we had another shooting that actually took the lives of two individuals at 100 Surfwood. 
and we were able to identify the same individual, same 17-year-old, as a person of interest in that one, along with some other associates. Jeez, that's, that's scary. horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the gunshot issue at the fair. Yes. Uh, doesn't appear that that's related. And then we also had the county is investigating a fatal shooting that happened a couple miles out of town. It doesn't appear to be related to to those ones either. Now, what is going on? In my, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they have the the young suspect mm-hmm. that we were talking about. They've apprehended. Is that the right word for all three yeah. of the suspects yep. that they were so, looking for? So whenever we have someone that we're, we're looking for, we put out an ATL or a bulletin or we basically try to get it on the radar of all of our uh, mm-hmm. law enforcement agencies uh, and surrounding ones. In this case, the 17-year-old was located by the Rosebud Tribal Law Enforcement, along with another person that we were looking for, who I, we identified as the, the driver of the vehicle that we, were, we had originally put mm-hmm. out in relation to the shooting. So cool. we've got two people related to this now accounted for. We have two more that we're still looking for. That would be Chase Quickbear and Rochelle Janis. Their pictures are up on our Facebook page right now. Why do you think this is happening? Like, why are there so many shootings lately? You know, we're seeing an escalation in gang-related violence that uh, is kind of set that we kind of see a hub for around this particular neighborhood. And so it's really dangerous behavior. You know, one violent event turns into multiple, you know, when it comes to things like retaliation and other gang activities. So just seeing a spike in that right now. Okay. Mm. And then not only that, but a lot of the guns that we are uncovering during the course of some of these investigations, not just these ones that we're talking about this morning, but a handful of others, uh, it's the access to the guns that these uh, individuals have, stolen guns particularly out of you know, unlocked cars or stolen guns out of houses. So it's just another big reminder to those that are out there to just to make sure that you lock up those firearms. It's the last thing that you'd want to see is your personal firearm used in a crime like this. Yeah. Monday, Monday evening during one of the shots fired calls at the fair, the uh, sheriff's office was able to track down the individuals responsible for that and also some uh, individuals that assaulting one another in the course of that, one of the individuals that was part of the assault had a firearm in their waistband. We identified that firearm as one that was taken out of an unlocked vehicle back in 2020. Wow. And so it just continues, you know, the important point of lock your cars, take your guns inside. If a gun is taken from an unlocked car, we will not run into that gun until it's used to victimize somebody else. Yep, which brings me into my next question. So with South Dakota being like a, an open carry, right? You could carry your own your own gun. Is, am I not right? That's how, that's how it works. Can you – how does that law – so this is going to be a multi-stage question. One, how does that law work as far as can you conceal and carry? It's open to do that, right? Yeah, so, you know, if you are not a prohibited person from carrying a firearm – And those that would be prohibited are those that have been convicted of a felony, and that felony would be like a violent crime. Um, If you fall within that category, you can't carry a firearm, and, uh, yeah, hands off. However, if you are uh, an individual and you have a clean record, per se, and you want to carry a firearm, uh, by all means, you can do so without any Mm -hmm. problems. There are some limitations as far as where you can bring those firearms like yep. uh, 
yeah, one that comes to my mind would be like uh, maybe perhaps like an alcohol establishment. Yep. For, yep. And that was going to be my second yeah. question. So for those that are doing it, obviously they've had no formal training. They don't really maybe know the laws of a concealed carry as far as where they can take it. You know, there's obvious spots like the courthouse, right. <laughs> you know, schools, um, even the fairgrounds. A person might not think about it, but you can't take a gun inside the fairgrounds, correct? You know, as far as bringing firearms into the fairgrounds, that is a that's a location that would be managed by, for say, a, like an event. Yeah, the security. The secu- basically, it's whatever ground rules that they decide that they want to. Mm-hmm. What they want to impose. Uh, you know, I just mentioned uh, alcohol establishments. The reason why I say that is because the majority of the owners of alcohol establishments don't want firearms within yeah. their business. So they'll put up signs, no weapons, no firearms, no whatever they deem to be inappropriate yeah. for their business. And that's kind of along the same lines as, you know, the fairgrounds. If if the management of the fairgrounds does not want firearms on their premises, then, or, then there's no firearms. You're not necessarily going to get arrested for bringing a firearm onto the fairgrounds is what you're more so looking at is, is you're not permitted to be there yep. with a firearm. So they're going to ask you to leave. And if you don't leave, of course, then there'll be other issues yep. that you'll have to deal with, like trespassing or yep. failing to vacate the premises. There's there's a handful of things that uh, would go along with mm-hmm. that. Now, now, my other question is more of like a situational thing then. So, so say, uh, uh, let's say it's, so I come rolling up to the fairgrounds. I'm going to go, I've got my gun on me, say, I don't, and it's like you pull up and you're like, ah, oh, crap. Well, like, and I'm using the fairgrounds as the example, yeah. but ah, yeah. oh, crap, I can't take this in there. Oh no, what do I do? Yeah. Turn around and drive home Turn and put around, it at the house. <laughs> drive home, lock it up. Uh, unfortunately, it's part about being a responsible gun owner. And if I found myself in that situation, that's probably what I would end up doing as well. Mm-hmm. It's the right thing to do. Keeps that firearm out of somebody else's hands. Go in, enjoy your, your event, uh, and. Yeah. Well, and, and it's and that's a lesson that I've learned all too well because I've had mine stolen out of my car. And, and that, that every time I see a shooting or hear a shooting, it haunts me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh man, that was so stupid of me to do something like that. And so, mm-hmm. so I agree that if I would have just been like, I wasn't in a situation where I could be like, Hey guys, I got to run this home real quick. I'll be right back. But maybe I shouldn't have even brought it that day. You know what I mean? Like, why did, why did I have it with me? And I honestly don't know. You know, it's uh I could see it happening because um, many people choose to carry a firearm everywhere they go, and you might decide to go into an establishment that may not allow you to enter their establishment with it. And the minute that you don't think that uh, it's going to happen to you as far as leaving it in the car, Mm -hmm. um, that could be the time when it does happen to you and all the other negative stuff that comes along with it could have all been avoided if you would have just taken that extra step yep yep so make some smart choices out there it uh unfortunately that's where we are in today's society as Mm -hmm. far as making sure that we lock everything up but again it's the right thing to do to keep everyone safe are there other known establishments that you're not allowed to conceal and carry in courthouses airports uh, what else do we have? Schools. Schools. Mm-hmm. Yep. Schools. I mean, are there, those are, to me, obvious. Yeah. But are there other non-obvious? Other than the ones that say on a, there's a yeah. sign, yeah. you know what I mean? But I mean, like. No, those are the general ones. Yeah. And, you know, if there's a if there's a business that makes that a rule, I mean. 
look for those signs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the other thing that comes to my mind, something that frequents occasionally is also like events. Mm -hmm. You might have like a hard rock event or something like that show up and I'll stop you at the doors and do the, do the wanding. Yep. But, and if you find yourself in a situation like that, uh, before you even get to that electric, whatever, magtrometer is what I think they call Mm -hmm. them, you know, Pull someone off to the side and say, hey, this is what I got going on. Is it permitted? Is it not? And they'll tell you the ground rules before, yep. you, before you get through that. Before yep. you get in there and it's And then, right. and then you got to go put and, it in your car. Any, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> any event involving the president, you probably shouldn't bring a gun to. <laughs> <You're Yeah. right. laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I try to stay away from those kind of events just because I don't want. It's the argument back and forth. Right. I don't want to be there. It's not my thing. <laughs> well, uh, you know, on, on that note, too, about uh, securing stuff, I mean, it brings up, you know, a series of incidents that, that we've been investigating over the last several weeks, too, which is a string of burglaries to homes on the west side. I can't remember if we talked about this the last time we were in, but, uh, no. you know, we had, you know, at least a dozen incidents in which vehicles were entered, a garage was entered, the garage was left open. Of all these all these situations, there was none of the vehicles were secured, no signs of forced entry. This is the one that you guys might have seen the photos of of the the two guys with guns on the surveillance mm. photo outside the home. Uh, does not appear that they made entry to the home, mm-hmm. uh, but you know that night we believe that they were the ones out victimizing you know the west side in this string yeah. of incidents. But the problem is, is that none of the vehicles were locked, so wow. they had easy access to whatever was in there. And so, right. when that's the case, then you know it takes a crime that shouldn't have happened, and you know now we're working to catch up to those thieves as a result. Why mm-hmm. are people not locking their cars? That's a great question. You know, I will stand on this platform all day and all night. Unfortunately, like like Lieutenant Mosier said. We live in a society where if it's not bolted to the ground, somebody's going to walk away with it. Yeah. And so we need to take that own personal responsibility for our valuables. If we consider them valuables and if we would report them stolen, if they were taken, why would you leave them unlocked? I know out in the valley in my neighborhood, we were we were having some troubles with uh, break-ins and stuff like that. And we had thought about doing like a neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. Getting a group together, making shifts and things like that. I, by say we thought about it, I really didn't have nothing to do with it. I just seen the message. But uh, <laughs> but is there any laws or anything against doing something like that? Or do you guys promote that? Maybe you, you know, know neighborhood watches. We have several of them uh, all across Rapid City. Uh, and with the increase in violence, I've actually fielded a couple of calls from the community that says, "How how do I get one started up?" What do I do? Yeah. Uh, quite frankly, the police department doesn't run neighborhood watches, per se, yeah. but we are certainly there to support neighborhood watches and give some ideas to those that want to start one up, like how to do it. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, it's pretty easy. All you really need to do is uh, you know, touch base with the people that live, live around you if they want to participate in a neighborhood watch program. It's all about what you want your neighborhood watch program to be. It could be as big as you want it to be. You could have people walking down the sidewalks. I, I don't know of anyone here in Rapid City that actually does that, but I'm just saying that would be yeah. on, a, on the higher end of things. Mm-hmm. Or you could you know, collaborate with your neighbors as saying, okay, I have a video camera, you have a video camera. Let's keep a list of video cameras in our neighborhood. So then when something happens, we can all work together on 
getting video footage from those cameras to the police. Yep. Uh, some neighborhood watch programs will meet uh, bi-weekly or even monthly. Mm -hmm. And at those meetings, it's not uncommon for myself or one of the other sector lieutenants for that area to show up and say, hey, this is what we've been seeing in your area. These are some ideas as far as what we can do or what you can do to help prevent further crime in mm -hmm. your in your particular um, residential area. Uh, yeah, we're here to help support those, offer ideas, but if you want to get something up and rolling, it's just really as easy as touching base with your neighbors, see if, cool. seeing if mm -hmm. they want to do it. I mean, is it a good idea to be, be like, hey, call and be like, hey, the non-emergency number, be like, hey, this is so-and-so, we just want to let you guys know that we are, we do have a community watch program, so if you get complaints about people walking around or something, which yes. everybody in the neighborhood should know, right. but say there's a few houses that don't, right. maybe they're not a part of that Facebook group right. or that whatever, right. right? So they might not know, then you'll know, hey, is it your, you know, they call in, they could be like, mm -hmm. you do have a neighborhood watch group, is it them? Is right. it your neighbors? Right, and you mentioned something, you mentioned Facebook group. Uh, there is a uh, Chapel Valley group that does mm -hmm. very, something very similar where they communicate with each other. Uh, yeah, it's all about letting your neighbors know what's going on, mm -hmm. and basically it helps prevent crime. Yeah, watching over each other. We find that the, the tighter-knit neighborhoods, or the tighter-knit the neighborhood is, the less crime we see. Oh, yeah. Because they're watching out for each other, they're reporting suspicious activity. You know, something as simple as, you know, if you trust your neighbor and you know that there's going to be a package delivered to your doorstep that day and ask your neighbor, hey, I'm going to be at work, can you go grab that off my, my doorstep so nobody else takes it? You know, that's an example yeah. of a tight knit community that yep. works together to prevent crime. Yeah. And let, let's face it, I got to tell you, it's getting busier here in Rapid City as far as the amount of crime that we're having. And any help that we can get as far as the community keeping their eyes peeled for suspicious behavior and reporting it to us, all the better. Yeah. All yeah. the better. That way we can get out there and we can deal with it. Oftentimes we get pulled in other directions. Uh, a good example would have been our special response team call out over the weekend. Uh, times like that is very draining on police resources. And we're, we can't be everywhere at once to where at, at the exact same time, if uh, a resident say in whatever neighborhood of Rapid City was to see something suspicious, you know, we don't have police officers at that particular time just cruising around. So that would be an opportune time for them to call and say, hey, we realize that you have this going on at such and such place, but you might want to get a police officer up here because this is what we're seeing. Things like that it might seem simple, but extremely beneficial as helping us mm -hmm. do our job and protect the community. Right. Police can't do it alone. We've never been able to do it alone. We have to work with the community. The community has to work with us. And so that's why yeah. we're always urging community participation in public safety. We got a question sent in. He says, is public safety doing anything about electric bicycles or the lunatic on the south side with the adult size electric razor thing? They reach up to speeds of 35 miles per hour, can't hear them until it's too late. The bikes come zipping by, and I have almost taken them out downtown. Well, if you are riding, in this case, a razor, an electric razor, I've yeah. never seen this individual, <laughs> but I can tell you that if you're riding, say, a bike, or whether it be a razor, or let's say even a big wheel for that matter, because I know Brendan likes to 
Mm-hmm. Brandon likes to ride those down the road. Oh yeah, all oh, day. Uh, you have to, even though it's probably him. Even though you may not realize it, you still have to abide by the rules of the road, which means you got to abide by the speed limit. You got to abide by stop signs, and uh, if you are on the road with a, a pedal bike, of course, try to get as far off to the right hand side of the road as you can, just because you are slower than regular traffic, and you don't want to impede traffic. But just make sure you're following the rules of the road and everything should be all right. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is because I'm a mountain biker. So if you are operating on the road, you are to operate that bike like you would a vehicle in terms of respecting the the rules of the road, correct? Mm -hmm. If you're riding on the road, pull up to a four-way stop, you have to stop. My biggest pet peeve is watching uh, bicycles on the road blow through four-way stops like they don't apply. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is hard to stop and get going again. <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. But here's the other thing, though, that kind of on that same note that kind of bothers me is people who are riding on the road when there's a perfectly fine sidewalk sitting there. And it's like, look, I don't mind you being on the road, but we're, I mean, we're all flowing through traffic. I put myself in my kids' shoes. Like, I feel like I'm a seasoned enough driver. I know what to do if I come up on a, on a bike. But what if you think of the kids, like a 14, 15-year-old yeah. kid that's fresh driver, they're like, oh, they should know what to do, and they do, but it's it's a different, it's a new situation for them. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, whether the bike's in the right or not, they're going to lose in a situation where it's a car, you oh, yeah. know, yeah. and them. It's and, like riding a motorcycle. You know that, you know, you're always going to be on the losing end of it, whether you're in yeah. the right or the wrong. So you should take some proactive measures to avoid that situation. Yep. Yep. You have a five or six or seven year old kid. By all means, they should they should not be out on the no. road. Correct. Oh, no, they need to get out there on, on the, the sidewalk. Stay on the sidewalk. Um, where we commonly run in with our bicycle stuff are is with our adults who they like to go for rides in the hills, or mm-hmm. they don't have the opportunity to use the sidewalk. Um, that is where you know they need to be aware of their surroundings as well as the drivers that are coming up upon them need Absolutely. to be extra need to be extra well, and it's, well it's probably precautions that take like maybe a, a make sure your vest or a, something that's visible i've seen the flashing lights none of which i have when i <laughs> but I, but it's like but the, these are good things where if you're concerned or you're going to be taking roads that don't have yeah the the sidewalk or that option these are things you need to do Mm-hmm. Well, and to, to put the cap on that question, too, uh, if, if this individual sees something concerning involving behavior by a bicyclist, call us. We'll go gotcha. check it out. We'll mm-hmm. check it out. We'll stop and talk with the individual and uh, hopefully make some corrections as far as whatever's going on. If it's inappropriate, we can mention them, mention those and educate this person a bit to where it doesn't continue to happen. Now, one more thing. I live out in the valley, and I was leaving the gas station the other day, and there was a, you know how the people make the little garage sale signs? Mm-hmm. It said sale, and then it had meth written all over it with balloons hanging off of it. <coughs> and there was a couple of those around the neighborhood. For real? After I posted a picture of the one I saw, I said, am I reading this right? Then I, I started to see a couple others. That's news to me. It is. Uh, yeah. do you- do you have a do you have the picture? I do. Yeah. Well, in exactly the location of this place. So. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Wonder the if tunnel, they're having a sale. The tunnel car wash <laughs> gas station. Oh. Is that common sense? Oh, yeah, common sense right yeah, off 44 of there. there. The one with the pizza so, place attached to it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Twilight and the bypass right there. 
Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, does that say meth on it? And there was, <laughs> I guess there was a couple of them. It is the valley. Maybe it's a, like a math teacher, and they're not good at grammar. So it's <laughs> like math lessons down here. Free math. <laughs> not so much reading and they, writing. I wonder if they're trying to set their neighbor up. Yeah, that's that's weird. Do you think it was like a prank? Well, yeah, that's maybe. Puzzle, that's, a that's a horrible joke. Yeah, because it says Puzzling. lot number twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. I Is think, this a Breaking Bad reference? Yeah. Like, are they doing? No, I don't know. <laughs> you know when you lose at fantasy football and you have to go like hold the sign of shame? Maybe yeah. that's what that is. Yeah, you have know. to you have to put up meth signs. That's a horrible it's friend group. Weird. Yeah. Why would you choose something else? Certain things if I have fun with well, meth. Okay. It's probably not to this degree, but are you guys familiar with a, a concept called swatting? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, you've never heard of that? Maybe no. I want to be. Do indulge gamer. me. You're not a big gamer or anything? No, no. not uh-uh. actually. Come on, guys. <laughs> we, have, we barely have time to go to the bathroom. I, have, I play <laughs> Angry Birds. So it's, you know, it, it's a form of, I don't know, Bullying, yeah, I, yeah. it's not oh. a good thing. It's weird. That. So if I am not happy with Brandon, and Brandon has, you know, said something uh, derogatory about my mom, and I want to get back at Brandon, oh, yeah. maybe I know where Brandon lives, and I call in an active shooter that's holed up in his residence. Gotcha. Okay. Hmm. And so it, it sends you know a whole bunch of law enforcement to his residence. Obviously, he's confused. He has no idea what's going on, but he's trying yeah. to play some COD, yeah, some Call of Duty, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's swatting. Yeah, horrible so, wow. idea. There's been people that have lost their lives over the whole thing. It's it's a bad. It's a horrible thing. Because you're sitting there with scary. your headset on, yelling at the TV. Somebody's actually beating on your door. Mm-hmm. Get down! Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> let's go! Yeah. Why couldn't they put like swingers party at this address or something? Yeah. Well, more people yeah. would probably show up. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. All of a sudden, Amy doesn't show up to work. Well, we know where she's at. She's following the swinger signs. <laughs> Not the meth signs, but... All right, we got the kids' question. I, I enjoy the kids' question. How do you like your steak cooked? Calvin. Raw, 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 raw. Is that what you're getting at? You don't even cook it at all? You just... Well, I was I was going to say, I thought that could be tied back to how does Lady Gaga like her steak cooked? <laughs> ra, 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 Wow. <laughs> nice. That was a good one. The dad yeah. jokes. I've never heard that one before. That was, that was pretty good. Way to bounce back on a kid's joke. That was good. <laughs> so, Kelvin, how do you like your steak? I am a medium to... Um, yeah, I'm a medium guy, really. Medium? Maybe maybe a little on the less cooked than medium, but medium rare. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of, that's kind of me. I yeah. bet waitresses just love you. <laughs> yeah, medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I like mine medium. Medium? Yeah. What about you guys? I'm a medium rare guy, but I found a lot of restaurants. Uh, well, when you say medium rare, it comes a little too rare. So yeah. I say medium and it comes out what Calvin's explaining mm-hmm. that just yeah. a little bit more than medium rare, sure. not quite medium. Right. Like I want some pink in there, yeah, but I don't want it to be like, hey, that's cold. You know, I'm a medium well. Oh, yeah. You probably use ketchup. I used too. to be a well done. Gross. Yep. That is. What, not what are steak. your thoughts about ketchup on steaks? My son does it. Yeah, he loves. Ketchup. I mean, to each their own. It's a dipping sauce. That's fine. But I guess. is it an insult? Is it an insult to add like a 
ketchup or a steak sauce. I don't think if is it's it a an good insult to the chef if you're adding that to your meat? I don't think you need it if it's a good steak. Here's something I was told a long time ago how to judge a character in a person. And there was like a CEO of a major company. <laughs> and this is how, no, so hear me out here. So this is how he would judge people. And it's not so much the ketchup, I mean, a little bit, or steak sauce or anything. But you know how some people will immediately you get your order, they'll they'll add salt and pepper to it. They won't even try it. They won't nothing, right? They'll just start adding salt and pepper. They'll add ketchup to the top, whatever, right? Because they think they know, but they don't know what it tastes like. So he says you can always judge a person because they don't actually take a full assessment of the situation. They don't take a bite and realize, oh, it actually doesn't need salt, or oh, it does need salt, or oh my gosh, this steak needs everything for help ketchup uh, sure. all the all the sauces so that's that was that's how i kind of i based that off of that and i'm like you know that that person's right yeah they are because especially if you're at a restaurant i mean if you're at home and you know how your mom or wife or anybody cooks and you're like i'm gonna need some salt on this mm-hmm. then you know right but if you're at a restaurant you don't know you mm-hmm. he, you know so you gotta he, he want he looks for people who try it first and then assess the situation that's fair I like it. So, yeah. Hey, uh, I do got one more that just came to mind I, I'd like to share. How do you make Lady Gaga mad? How do you make her mad? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You poke her face. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. And I, that's know, how we end this. I would love to poke do, do her face. Do you just face. have a book full of Lady Gaga jokes? <laughs> I don't know. They're just coming to me What this is it morning. with you and Lady Gaga? <laughs> I like Lady Gaga. I but, do, too. Uh, I'm in. <laughs> Let's go poke her face. Talking about uh, music and whatnot, when are we going to have uh, Medina here participate in the uh, lyric challenge that I hear oh, on the air? Oh, we should. We can do that. Yeah, yeah we What's should. What's the lyric yeah. challenge? The uh, funny misheard song lyrics that we do every Wednesday. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We pick a song for each other mm-hmm. and try to set the person up to fail. And, uh, <laughs> I think this last week you picked me. What the heck song was that? Oh, Sorry, it was Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. Oh, yeah. we didn't start the fire. Very Truman Doors Day, Red. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't the chorus okay. that everybody knows. It was the verse, and it was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I'm like, I have no idea. I love that. Song. I would probably do fairly well. I on know that. the entire song. Like, I, I, I'm a huge history buff, so I, I love that song yeah. for that reason. I probably would have done okay. It's a real jam. I love that song too, but when it comes to the words and the verses, I lost it. <laughs> All right, you're gonna have to join us next time for that. Sounds good. How does it feel to be the number one home slice media podcast? I'm waiting for the royalties to roll in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. when yeah. does that happen? Yeah. yeah, you and us both. <laughs> All right, till next time. Yeah, send your questions in. Citizens Arrest at homesliceaudio.com. Over and out. Citizens Arrest is hosted by Amy Rose, Brandon Jones, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Mosier. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. Affirmative.